Hello, and welcome to the Embassy City Podcast. What's up? I love you. You're in the right place. Whether you are here or whether you are there, you are in the right place. And I do want to give some shout outs uh, this weekend uh, to some people that have left some comments. And so, um, again, we're watching you. You're watching us. We're watching each other. That might sound weird, but I see you. Uh, so this first one, and I think this was uh, actually someone, baby, that was watching Unpacked. They said, amen. Thank you all so much for this conversation. I feel motivated to put God before anything and ready to chase after everything he has for me and my family. So yay you uh, uh, for being motivated and feeling God's inspiration to move you in that direction. Somebody else wrote, um, I started listening to Pastor Tim and Embassy on my podcast about a year ago and literally this movement. And I love that they use the word movement because this is what we are. Uh, this movement has upset my world. Thank you for your obedience to God and to bring the word of God. So, yay you. Now, I have a very special shout out uh, to someone who was in our live chat last week. <laughs> you all wouldn't know that in here, but for those that were uh, watching online uh, and, and, and being active in our live chat, uh, somebody came into our live chat and uh, took the time, being so blessed by the message, to write N-I-G-G-E-R. One of my family members screen grabbed it, sent it to me, and uh, was like, did you see this? And I started laughing. Like, I immediately got the giggles. Because I thought to myself, this person has selective viewership. He or she only sees a certain group of people in this room. Because you can't be calling all of us niggers. <laughs> so it must just be like maybe like half the people in the room. But did you see anybody else? Here's, here's what I told my family members because my, my, my nephew sent this to me in a, in a, in a group chat. Uh, I said, um, I don't just measure effectiveness by praise. I also measure effectiveness by persecution. And it just lets us know whether it's praise or persecution that we are on the right track. So, so here's what I want to say to the person that was under the name Dieter Werner. Didn't think I got the name, did you? I just want to let you know whatever attracted you to our service in our live chat, my prayer sincerely is that something would be done in your heart that would soften the hate you have and open you up to the love of Jesus Christ. Those are my shout outs for this weekend. Now let's get into the word of God. All right. So uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, uh, I am so excited because this is the, the sixth and last uh, message in the series Q&A. 
Uh, there's been six parts to this. There's been five parts to this series so far. And, and this is the sixth installment. And uh, this is the end of this series. It's also the beginning of a new month. Thus the change in Blazer. So if you only track us online, we literally have people that don't even remember the sermon series. They literally remember the blazer I had on. So I'll literally see them when I'm out and about and I'll be like, hey, man, how you doing? They're like, yo, that series you did um, with that orange blazer. Yo, that was a really good series, bro. So, so if, you, if you're seeing me right now and I have on this blazer, this is not a new series. It's a new month. But this is the end of the series, but it's also the beginning of a new month, and so the blazer had to change. <laughs> Just want to make sure we're all on the same page. And next week, I want to say again, because uh, I'm super excited about it and the burden is heavy on me, I'm starting a series on marriage next week. And this series on marriage is going to last, I'm telling you now, at least seven weeks. I'm already five weeks in in content and the Lord does not stop talking to me. So it could be seven, it could be eight, it could be nine, it could be 10. Now I just want to say as a disclaimer for all the single people in the room, I'm not talking to you. People dating, I'm not talking to you. I'm only going to be talking to married people. But if you are not married and you want to be, you should take good notes. If you were married and got divorced, you should take really good notes. Because I believe it will help everybody in the room if I focus on a particular group of people in the room. I think it's going to help everybody's relationship, right? Uh, but today, we're doing the final message in the series, Q and A. And um, if you're taking notes on this message, the title of this message simply is, Why Do We Do It? We've done all the other questions. We've done how, we've done what, we've done when. We've done all the other questions. Most people like to start with the why. A great, uh, brilliant mind named Simon Sinek actually did a whole TED Talk and a book on why and why we need to know the reason why we do what we, want, we do. I wanted to save it towards the end uh, because I want this to be the last thing you get in your mind uh, before we end this message. Before you walk this out, having all these questions asked as it relates to Embassy City Church, now we want to answer the question, why do we do what it is we do? Bow your heads, let's pray over the word, and then I'm just going to jump right in, shall we? Holy Spirit, thank you for answering the question, why, for us. Amen. Amen. So, so I am, I am uh, the type of person that is always asking why. Anybody beside myself? Any why people in the room? Okay. Um, and and, it, and uh, 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 is, is there anybody in the room, you ask why even when you already know the answer? Nobody? Okay. Just good. I'm, okay. Anybody... Anybody ask why the questions that are absolutely ridiculous and, and you're not going to understand the answer, but you still ask why anyway? Okay. This is why I wanted to be a homicide detective. I was fascinated by what caused people to get to the point that they would murder another human being. 
That's what I went to school for. And this is why uh, uh, psychology is so fascinating to me and, 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 and case profiling is so fascinating to me and, and, and getting an understanding of why people do the things that they do. Uh, uh, this, this is the thing that consumes my life. I'm always asking why. Culture does stuff and I ask why. They say stuff, I ask why. They sing stuff, I ask why. They show stuff, I ask why. I'm always asking why. When it comes to scripture and when it comes to the reason why we do what we do, we have to answer the question, why am I doing this? I think it's very, very important to answer this question, especially in the South. The Bible Belt where a lot of people go to church and have no reason why they're even there. I was born and raised in this. This is what we do. As long as I can remember, my mama took me to church. As long as I can remember, my parents took us to church. My grandfather has a brick in the side of this church building with our name on it. The third row, bench two, has a little gold placard with my great-grandfather's name, so this is why I show up to church. But if that's the only reason why you show up, have you even shown up? So when it comes to why we do what we do, I, I just want to answer these questions because it comes down to a fundamental thing. And that is, we were commanded to. So I have three points and then we out. Point number one, please write this down. Why do we do what we do? Because Jesus told us to make disciples. Listen, the only reason why I am leading this church is because my chief apostle, Jesus Christ, asked me to. This was not a good idea. I promise you it wasn't. This was God's idea. I did not stretch up in the morning one day and go, you know what I would love to do for the rest of my life? I would like to go square up against a demonic stronghold and principality of a city. I would like to invite Satan and all of his forces to come beat up my family just to, you know, I just think planting a church would be cool. Can I just say something? To all maybe the, 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 the eager uh, people that want to grow up and get in ministry, if God didn't call you to this, do something else. Amen. Drive an ice cream truck, Amen. produce a television show, write screenplays, be a tattoo artist, do anything. But show up here and think because you talk good and people like to listen to you that this would be a good idea. The church is not a good idea. It's God's idea. <laughs> and unless he tells you to do it, you probably should not even try. Because even if he did call you to do it, the warfare is so crazy. Can you imagine if he didn't call you to do it? Gloves are off. Satan's like, oh, yeah, you, you out here by yourself. I got you. So, so why are we doing what we're doing? Because, because Jesus commanded us to. 
Here's what it says in Matthew chapter number 28, verse number 18. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Can I just stop right there? All the nations. All the nations. Keep the verse up. All the nations. All the nations. The reason why we have people that watch us in different nations is because I'm communicating a gospel for all nations. I'm not communicating a gospel for a group of people. I'm communicating a gospel for all nations. The reason why God put us in this particular zip code is because it's one of the most racially diverse zip codes in the United States of America. All the nations are here. So God said, drop that church right there and then call all of them to get in this swimming pool. They might not understand each other. They might not know each other. They might come from different cultures. They might come from different backgrounds. They may come from uh, different theological distinctives and persuasions of thought. Invite them to come into the same room. Because the gospel is for all nations. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Why do we do this? Because he told us to. It's as simple as that. Why, why do we represent Jesus? Why do we gather as a, a, a family of faith? Because Jesus told us to. This is, this is the, the if, you, if you want the, the epicenter of w, WWJD, it's that verse. We're not doing this because it's convenient all the time. We're not doing this because we want to all the time. We're doing this because we were commanded to at all times, go to nations, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Point number two, please write this down. Why do we do this? Because Jesus told us to be his witnesses. Now, now I, I, I want to slow down. You can keep that point up, but, but I just want to slow down. Because I want you to understand how simple and basic my relationship with Jesus is. My relationship with Jesus is simple and basic to the point that if he says something, I just do it. That's, that's my whole. The, 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 the only reason I could pastor this church for five years is because Jesus said, pastor the church. Whenever he says, okay, you're done, I'm out. I'll cry because I'll miss y'all, but I will chunk deuces so fast because I'm not even here to please you. I'm here to please him. Like, like literally, I, I, I want you to grow to the point in your relationship with God that you're living your life simply because he told you to do what you're doing. He told you to say what you said. 
He told you to forgive who he told you to forgive. He told you to go where he told you to go. Like, th- that's as simple as it is for me. I'll never forget when I met Juliet. The first time I looked at Juliet uh, was uh, February of 1998. It's the first time I laid eyes on her. Um, and uh, we, were in the, we were in a youth service, and I was praying for some people, and she was getting a prophetic word from the youth pastor, and uh, the prophetic word sounded eerily similar uh, to a word I had received, so I thought my back was turned. I thought the youth pastor was actually talking to me. So I turned around. Like, who are you talking to? He was talking to her. And as soon as I turned around and saw her, I had never saw her in my life. The Holy Spirit said, that's your wife. I said, thank you. I appreciate it. So that means if I'm looking, I'm not lusting. Because that's my wife. I just heard a word. So I pursued her. She didn't feel the same way. (laughs) Sometimes them them words have a delay in between getting some agreement. But I heard a word. The way I got to Texas was because I heard a word. He said, buy a one-way ticket to Dallas. My parents are watching right now. Hi, Mom, Dad. I went to my parents. I said, I feel like God's called me to go to Texas. And they were like, what? I was supposed to come visit for a month. The Holy Spirit said, buy a one-way ticket to Dallas. They got me enough money for a one-way Greyhound bus ticket. It was not glamorous. It wasn't even Southwest. I was on a bus with wheels for two and a half days. Two and a half days, not because that's the bus route. We're talking like bus stops and smoke breaks. I did not know a bus would pull over to let 15 people go outside in the cold. Just That is a fiercely bad habit. But I heard a word and I just obeyed it. So when I read scripture and I get something as plain as go make disciples, you know what I do? I go make disciples. When I get a word as plain as you're going to be my witnesses, I go witness. Here's what it says in Acts chapter number one, verse number eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout throughout Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, all Jewish territory, ends of the earth, Gentiles. And for the last 2,000 years, it has gone Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Corinth, Galatia, Coloss, Thessalonica, Philippi, Compton, (laughs) Newark, New Jersey, Connecticut, Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, Russia, Australia, Cuba, Venezuela, all around the world, the last 2,000 years, the gospel continues to have witnesses because people are obeying what he told them to do. Why are you doing this? He told us to. He told us to come way out here and just be a witness to you. Jesus is Lord. See you tomorrow. 
there's over 2 billion people that, came, that claim Jesus is Lord. That's not because he's popular. That's because you found some obedient people to do exactly what he's told you to do. Witness. Well, I'm not an evangelist. He didn't ask you if you was an evangelist. Witness. Well, you know, I'm not really a people person. He didn't ask you about your personality. Witness. Well, I get nervous around people and I stumble over my... He didn't ask you all that about your nerves? Witness. Well, I don't know the Bible that much. I just... He didn't ask you if you knew the Bible or not. Witness. Do you know we have the only faith that the moment you give your life to Jesus is the moment you can start being a witness? I mean, you literally don't have to know 66 books of the Bible in a row. And you are qualified to be a witness. You can literally get saved today having been an atheist and walk out of here and be like, Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. And that's a witness. Oh, yeah? Well, what about the Pentateuch? Seems to be some inconsistencies in the Old Testament. And you're just like, yeah, I don't know about that. I haven't even gone to the like new members class or nothing. I don't, I just, I literally just gave my life to Jesus right now. Here's what I do know though. He's alive. God raised him from the dead and he just changed my heart. This is the only, this is the only relationship where you don't have to like go to like a seminary school before you witness. He said, you will be my witnesses. Care how you feel about it. If I got you, go get somebody else. Witness. If I got you, go tell somebody else. Witness. I don't care if they get uncomfortable. Tell them. Not when you want to, when I want you to. Ooh, that'll, ooh. I'm going to slow down right there. That was the Holy Spirit right there. Not when you want to, when I want you to. There's a lot of people witnessing, and God's like, don't, I didn't even ask you to do. All you had to say was good morning. I didn't, need, I didn't even need to. Why did you do that? When you're sensitive to his leading and his prompting, he will give you the opportune times to do this. So that's point number two. Which brings me to point number three. So stop standing around. (laughs) What do you mean by that, Tim? Why are we doing what we're doing? Because Jesus told us to go and make disciples. And Jesus told us to witness. It's as simple as that. He told us to do two things. That's all we're doing. So stop standing around. Today is the day that you need to be activated because you know your why. You can no longer have the excuse that you don't know why you're doing this. Yes, you do. Jesus commanded you to make disciples. And Jesus commands you to be a witness. These are in red letters. This is not a suggestion. (laughs) So stop standing around. I see too many people that are believers in Jesus Christ, standing around, just waiting. Oh, it's so hard now, Lord. I hope you come back soon. The world's changing, Lord. I hope you come back soon. 
So much wickedness in the land, Lord. Send revival. Oh, God, please. Let the winds of revival sweep through our nation. Bring us back to our knees in repentance. But you have not discipled anybody, nor have you witnessed to bring the revival that you prayed about. Save them, Lord. You haven't even told them your story. Stop standing around. Now, before you think I'm coming too hard on you, like, Tim, I mean, your tone. <laughs> Sorry, just see. I'm sensitive. You're raising your voice and it's triggering me. I don't really don't like the tone you're using with me, bro. I'm not even standing right now. sitting. Why are you so? This is an admonishment that that was given to people before you. And so I'm giving it to you. Here's what it says in the book of Acts, chapter number one. So I'm going to verse number nine. After saying this, this is Jesus. He was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, I'm sorry, every time I read this, I stop. Every single time I read this, I stop. Here's the reason why. Our, our faith narrative, our faith story, uh, uh, the, 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 the narrative that we have, that we uh, disciple people with and that we witness about, uh, is one of the most ridiculous narratives uh, in the world. Uh, and this is why... Uh, uh, Christians are persecuted because our narrative story is absolutely ridiculous if you don't have faith. The Holy Spirit doesn't bring you to Jesus. You'll never receive Jesus as Lord because the narrative is just absolutely ridiculous. I just want you to think about the foundation of your faith is that a virgin this is where your narrative starts. Hey, tell us about your faith. I, I surely will. So, uh, yeah. Little teenage girl named Mary gets pregnant by the Holy Spirit. All right, bro, I'm out. I appreciate you, though. I love you. Mary gets pregnant being overshadowed and overwhelmed by the Holy Spirit. She is pregnant with the Son of God. The Immaculate Conception. She carries this baby, gives birth to this baby. This baby grows up into the man that is prophesied to be the Messiah of the entire world. A Jewish man assigned to Jews dies for the entire world. And when he dies for our sins so that we can be in right standing with God, he is raised to life. After three days. So let's just pause. You gave me a virgin narrative of a, a virgin girl giving birth, and now he died and was raised from the dead. So this womb to the tomb story, there's no man involved. He got into a womb without the assistance of a man. He got out of a tomb without the assistance of a man. And that's enough, right? It's like, no more miraculous stuff, Lord. 
that we can't explain till we get to heaven. You've made our job hard enough. He doesn't stop there. This verse, after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching. Don't nobody talk about the ascension. You know why? It's just, it's, it's already too complicated, bro. I don't even. You still, you still shook off that virgin birth. You can't get over him raising from the dead. And now I'm telling you, your boy got on a cloud. I mean, just, 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 just iced and up. I mean, just went away. Just literally just went up. And nobody? Do you know what kind of, do you know, do you know how G, how gangster this is? How'd you get here? Virgin birth. What did you do? Die for the sins of the world. What happened next? Got up from the grave. Then what'd you do? Jumped on the cloud. <laughs> what happened? Floated away. <laughs> While they were watching. <laughs> hey, you boy. just went up in the air on a cloud while they were watching. Scripture goes on to say, and they could no longer see him. Which means they were staring there for a long time. Just because while they were watching, can you, I would be in shock. If some of y'all, after service, got into the parking lot <laughs> and everybody else is rummaging through their purse and hitting their pocket for their keys and you just see one person just go into a corner where there's a little mist, <laughs> you would be like, yo! I've seen people watch a balloon they let go faster than this. <laughs> what? I mean, red balloon, just... Scripture says they looked so long that they couldn't even see him any longer and they were still standing there. Peter. Yeah? Can you see him? I think I see like a speck. John? Yeah? Can you see him? I can't, man. The sun is in my eyes. Which one? <laughs> y'all smart. I like y'all. Y'all smart. The 12 men that would upset the entire world were stuck standing and looking. They had just been given the commandment to go make disciples. They had just been given the commandment to be witnesses. Here they are. This is where a lot of Christians are right now in culture. Present day. 
What are we doing to bring revival? Man, I, I'm, hold on. I'm just trying to see if I see him. There's people dying all around us. The world needs a savior. We need to be witnesses. I, shh, 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 shh. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. We're all just standing, staring, hoping that instead of us doing our jobs, he just comes back. So we don't have to? They could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said. Now, let's just pause. Let me go slow. It's the end of the series. Just let me chill, chill real quick. They stood staring so long that two white-robed men appeared in front of them. They didn't even notice. Twelve turned into fourteen. They didn't even notice. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here Staring into heaven. Jesus has been taken from you into heaven. But someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Here was the strongest implication of this statement. Stop staring. And get to work. You're just going to stand here till he come back. He didn't tell you already asked the question when you're coming back. He said, no man knows the time of the hour. These are not my things. I belong to my father. You need to occupy till he comes. You need to get to work. What are we supposed to be doing? He already told you. Disciple people and be witnesses. Listen, I witness everywhere I go. Whether I say Jesus or not, I am his witness everywhere I go. Every single. Listen, I love. Y'all know I'm an introvert, but, but I do love going outside. And, and, and when I go outside, uh, I go outside to be a light in a dark world. I'm not standing by waiting for Jesus to come back. I am occupying until he comes. I'm showing God's goodness while he is away. So that when he comes back, there will be no one that has the excuse. I didn't see your love expressed in my time here on earth. He's going to come back and be like, no, that's not the truth because that dude came in here. You know the little black dude with curly hair? That dude came in here and I remember him talking to you, loving on you, telling you that he was a, a faithful disciple of Jesus, asking if you would like to come to church. You told him 11 times you would. Never did. I'm here now. When, when love is expressed like that and, and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, that's when revival truly breaks out. See, everybody keeps thinking revival is just going to be like, like, like this spontaneous combustion. 
You ever shaken a two liter bottle of Coke? It was the shaking that produced the pressure that when you twist the cap, it goes everywhere. Better shake some. Now, I need to say that in 2021. Some of y'all have not been saved. Y'all might be like, ah. But revival has to start in you. You want to see it happen in the world, in the streets, and it hasn't even started in you. The Holy Spirit couldn't fall till they stopped staring. First sermon that Peter preached, 3,000 people got saved. Never would have happened if he'd have stood there staring. The next breakthrough in your life is not going to happen with you standing here staring. <laughs> Remember last week, I, uh, uh, I, I, I want to give you some action. Uh, uh, last week, uh, uh, I mentioned that uh, Teslas were delicious, right? I talked about carrot cake and all that kind of stuff. I want to show you action. Before I got home, there was a carrot cake on my doorstep from saltgrass. It was mad creepy, yo. We get home. We don't know who did it. We just get home. There's just a piece of carrot cake on my porch. Yo. Heard you say carrot cake. Bam. That's a person that ain't staring. That, I talked about carrot cake and it wound up on my doorstep. I doubt they're going to have a problem listening to Jesus. Tell them to go do something. Being nudged by the Holy Spirit to say, to say something to somebody, to pray for somebody, to speak a word of encouragement over somebody. Now, let me tell you about them Teslas. I'm a man of faith. I just said Teslas are delicious. I didn't tell nobody to get me one. I wound up with two. Two Teslas. Arrived at the church. For me. With a lovely little note. That said, we couldn't afford the real thing. <laughs> but here you go. And it was two die-cast Teslas, little Hot Wheels. Listen, I don't despise the day of small beginnings. Y'all laughing like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a toy. I'm just glad somebody moved on it. Listen, if, if, if I mentioned carrot cake, it came to the door. I mentioned Teslas. Somebody said, I, I don't have enough cheese, sir, currently in the pockets to bless you with a real one. They sent me two Tesla toys. Those are the type of the people that are going to change the world. Because it don't take much for them to move. I'm tired of seeing Christians with a mandate from God in red 
Angels are not showing up next to you, appearing. People are. Souls are. And we don't even notice because... Hope he come back soon. Hope he, hope he gets us out of this mess. We need to occupy till he comes. So stop standing around. There is something that God wants to do in and through you that he cannot do through anybody else on earth but you. Do not hinder him from using you to do and fulfill his purposes in the earth. Can I tell you that the Holy Spirit in you will never be expressed in another human being for as long as history and time exist? No one has had the experiences that you've had. They've not come from the family you've come from. They haven't been through the exact same thing that you've been through. So the Holy Spirit only has your body to express his love to a certain group of individuals for as long as you're alive and after you are dead, there will never be another expression of the Holy Spirit in the earth like he had through you. Do not rob the world. Do not rob us of you because you wanted to do this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do not rob us of the opportunity to see the Holy Spirit expressed through you because you were trying to be somebody else. I'd rather get a 100% authentic you than a cheap 20% knockoff of you trying to be somebody else. You bake cookies, bake them to the glory of God. You an athlete, be an athlete to the glory of God. You, you, you work in the film industry, be in the film industry to the glory of God. You, you're a school teacher, be a school teacher to the glory of God. You a stay-at-home mom, be a uh, stay-at-home mom to the glory of God. You, you a single parent, you be a single parent to the glory of God. Be authentically you. You may not reach the world, but you'll reach somebody's world. That's our purpose. That's our mandate, to upset the world. Oh, I don't have a passport, bruh. If you can't go around the world, go next door. If you can't upset the world, upset a world. But stop staring. We got work to do. We got work to do. We got people to reach. There's a whole generation that God's given me a burden for. Ooh, I didn't think I was going to say this out loud, babe, but. I might as well just throw it out there. I have a burden for teenagers like I've never had before in my life. And I'm praying about how God wants this church to reach him. That's just all I'm going to say right there, because if I tell y'all anymore, y'all going to be like, do it tomorrow. I can't do it tomorrow. <laughs> we got we got to we got to plan it. But 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 I have a I have a burden for them. I have a burden to see marriages thrive. I have a burden to see people find their purpose and walk it out with such conviction and boldness that there's nobody that could get in the way of them doing what God has called them to do. I'm telling you, I'm ready to light y'all on fire and unleash you to do things that you never thought you could do in your life.
There are purposes and plans that God has for your life that are going to be exceedingly and abundantly above anything that you have ever asked or thought. There are generational curses that are going to break in your family that will be replaced with generational blessings for the rest of your life because you took your eyes out of heaven and focused them on God's purpose for your life. There are people here that are going to wind up changing careers because of God's call. There are going to be people doing things in the kingdom that they never thought they would be doing because they heard the Holy Spirit say, go. God's going to open doors for some people in this room to do things that you never thought possible. He will give you influence to speak to the influential. And he will give you words that will bring life and not death. That's all coming out of this room. That's all coming out of overflow. That's all coming out of whoever's watching online. Whether you are here or there, God is going to use you to upset the world. This is our why. He's not doing it just for you to get credit. He's doing it so that he gets glory. So make your disciples. Be his witness. Stop staring. Because we got work to do. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your six-week series on Q&A. I hope it was a blessing to Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? I hope he said something to you that you've listened to. I really do believe that God wants to do something in and through you. It's going to literally change this world. So while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? And why is he saying it to you now? You may be here or you may be watching online and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. This is a great day to give your life to Jesus. This is a great day to stop staring at your mistakes, staring at your past, staring at something that is not giving you life, being connected or bound to something. It is draining you from your purpose and God's plan on your life. And whether you're here in the overflow, if you haven't given your life to Jesus before, you can do it today. Now is the time to confess. Now is the time to commit. So my question that I want to ask today is, would you be opposed to giving your life to Jesus today? Would you be against making Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? And if you've answered no to those two questions, then my next question is simply, what would it take for you to make that commitment today? What would you need to let go of to make that commitment today? Is it pride? Is it fear? Is it?
Is it a person? Listen, whether you're watching online or you're in this room or in overflow, if you're ready to open up and make Jesus Christ Lord, would you just raise your hand? I see that hand. Thank you so much. You should be proud to lift it up. Just, I'm giving my life to Jesus today. Forget about it. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Now's the day. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. If you're watching online and you want to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life, simply say, just, just drop it in the chat. I want in. I want in. He will literally come into your life right now. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that God raised him from the dead, you are saved. So, Father, I thank you for every person that's made a decision to come into the kingdom. We know that there's a party happening in heaven, but there's also a celebration that's happening here on earth. So, Embassy City family, can we just welcome our newest members into the body of Christ? I'm so happy for you! Oh, you just made the best decision of your whole life. Hey, listen, I love you guys so much. It is my honor, my privilege to be your pastor or your other pastor. Whether Embassy City is your church or whether Embassy City is your vitamin E, we are so happy that you celebrated life with us today. Next week is marriage. Y'all get ready. Get ready to take some great notes because I am going in on everybody. (laughs) Jesus, bless my people. Thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. Thank you for listening today. If this message spoke to you in any way, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. We would like to connect with you. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit embassycity.com. You can watch live on Sundays and view past messages on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Church. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Embassy Irving. If you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at embassycity.com or text embassycity, all one word, to 77977. We pray you had a great week. Thanks for listening today.